So we've got the official Stadia news. Very exciting. Yesterday's show, we speculated on what Google was going to say today, particularly in relationship to price, launch date, launch locations, and the titles that were going to be available on Stadia. For those of you that haven't been following along, this, of course, is Google's new gaming service. The future of gaming, uh, an indication of where gaming is going, how people are going to interact with video games. Yes, quite possibly, probably. They showed off some amazing stuff at the original event, and then they had this other event today with more information. And I know a lot of people were waiting for it because we, we were curious. In fact, yesterday, we even speculated on what kind of price we expected for Stadia. And it turns out the pricing is a bit more complicated than we had imagined. Though, of course, that's I mean, that's kind of understandable because it's a, it's a weird new arena that they're going into. And the way these relationships work with game developers, and it's just a lot of pieces at play. So it was curious. I originally thought that it would be a hybrid, a mix a subscription along with, which would give you something. And then on top of that, you for AAA titles, you'd still have to buy them. I thought it would be somewhere in that territory. Uh, my speculation was 20 bucks a month. They came in at 10 bucks a month for the Stadia Pro subscription. Now, let me just, I'm, I should just break it down. I should just break it down. Stadia Pro is the subscription I think most people are going to be interested in. Would you agree with that, Will? Mm-hmm. That's kind of their flagship. It's the one that is going to be available first. And, I mean, just the way they display it prominently, it looks like kind of their their standard fare. It's the one they want you to get. It's 10 bucks a month, and there's three months included in the Founders Edition, which I'll get to in a moment how that's going to work. This 10 bucks a month boosts you up immediately to up to 4K resolution and 60 FPS delivered on demand via the cloud, just like they showcased in the first event, and we were skeptical if they would deliver, they're doubling down. They say, you can buy this. This is a subscription. You're going to get it. 5.1 surround sound. You will still buy games with this $10 a month. So there will be free games released regularly that you'll be able to play as part of the subscription, starting with Destiny 2, the collection. So like, like proper, titles. proper tier titles. And then on top of that, there's going to be the ability to purchase extra ones. Kirk made the comparison to Audible, which kind of works a little bit like this. You can have a subscription fee, which unlocks credits for, for books. And then if you want more books on top of that, you pay for those uh, alongside your subscription. So it's kind of like that, except in this case... You, you can't use your monthly credit for any game you want. There's probably going to be some games and some developers that just want to be paid for their game straight up and aren't going to partner on the free release. Though, I do imagine what, what could happen, Will, is that games at their initial launch could have the premium price and then become part of the free tier or the release schedule at a later date when they're less hot. Kind of like in the old days when you had... Uh, Remember PlayStation used to have the green label? Yeah. The big greatest hits kind of thing? Eventually, it goes into the free tier, and it just cycles through as one of the games you can play. Maybe that's possible. Maybe that's how they'll figure it out. 
Uh, you'll also get Stadia Pro exclusive discounts on select game purchases. So as a Stadia Pro member, you presumably will have a lower price on those new releases than people who have no subscription at all or are on the Stadia base subscription, which is the free level of subscription. Now, having anything free surprises me. Now, we don't know exactly what this experience is going to be like on a free tier. We know that the resolution will be lower at 1080p. We know the frame rate will be the same at 60 FPS. We know the sound will go down to stereo rather than 5.1. You will be able to buy games whenever you want. You won't get the discount that I just mentioned, and you won't get the additional free games that are released regularly. So, And I think you only can play on Chrome browser or Pixel 3 or 3a. For the free tier or for both? For the free. For the free tier. But for the pro? For the pro, I think you could play it with your Chromecast on TV, your tablet, Chrome browser. So this is phone. interesting because yesterday we were talking about Samsung launching a gaming service. And I was saying, like, can you imagine in the future this being the differentiating factor? That like, and it looks like Google has kind of enabled some of those dark proprietary forces here hmm. in that, oh, if you have a Pixel, if you have a Chromecast, it'll work on anything, but if you have these things, it's uh, you're getting a different treatment. Yeah. So this is kind of, I sort, sort of saw it going this way. This is how these things seem to operate right now. It's like, you gotta get the hooks in. You're going fishing, you gotta get the hooks in. Just like us before a person clicks on a video. You know, you gotta attract and then make them pay for it. Like right now, because they're watching it. You see? The clickbait is real. It's it's real. But anyway, I mean, it's a, it's a transaction. It's an exchange. And you know what you're getting. You know what you're in for. Uh, there's a lot of uh, pixels out there, I guess. And in the future, you can imagine a situation in which people might select their phones based on exclusives, almost like consoles once upon a time. It's possible. Mm -hmm. But that's not the whole story with Stadia. Of course, Stadia... It, is, it, it was never going to be strictly proprietary. There's only like these kind of slim advantages associated with, with uh, using Google-specific products. Instead, it's going to work in a browser. It's going to work on your pre-existing computers and your pre-existing smartphones and things like this. Um, but there might be advantages to using Google-branded stuff. It sort of is giving me kind of almost like a YouTube vibe to it as well. Uh, YouTube on demand... There's a free tier, there's a premium tier. Premium gets rid of ads. You wonder if on the Stadia base, they could consider some sort of ad subsidy. Imagine you watch the ad, you get to play the game. Mm. Like, I mean, I don't know if they announced anything like that, but uh, I'm saying in the future that, that, that there could be some sort of a transactional uh, attention in exchange for access thing that takes place. And so another cool thing, there's going to be... Uh, uh, save points, like cross-platform save points, like you can pick up your progress on a different device at a later point in time. Also, there's a thing called the Founder's Edition. This is the cool one. This is the one you want, Will. Hmm. You're going to spend $129 on this. Am I? <laughs> well, it's cool that you can actually um, reserve your name, your uh, your actual name, so no one else can take it. That's part of the Founders Edition. So the, you're talking about like the gamer tag? Yeah. So you get, you spend the 129, you get first dibs on the gamer tag. Yeah. 
So here's how it works. It's a limited edition launch pack called Stadia Founders Edition. It's 129 bucks. It will come with a limited edition gamepad. This is the thing that we've we seen. We saw it. Uh, they first showed it off at the original event. It looks like a pretty decent gamepad. I actually kind of want to check it out. It, it's, uh, it looks sort of Xbox-inspired. It'll work with the Chromecast. Uh, of course, the... The Founders Edition for 129 not only comes with the limited edition gamepad, it also comes with a Chromecast Ultra, Destiny 2, the collection, and a three-month subscription to Stadia Pro, plus a three-month buddy pass. And of course, you can figure out the value there. The Stadia Pro subscription is 10 bucks a month. So you can subtract 30 from the 129. You're down to 100 bucks essentially for the uh, the Chromecast Ultra, the limited edition gamepad, and Destiny 2, the collection. Though, it seems like Destiny 2, the collection, it's a bit confusing here, because it seems like you get Destiny 2, the collection, along with the Stadia Pro subscription anyway. So, it really, it sounds to me, Will, like what you're getting here is the Chromecast Ultra and the gamepad right. for 100 bucks. Mm -hmm. That's the way I'm breaking it down, which is not not bad. It's not crazy. Uh, that that becomes your, it sort of becomes your, uh, at least when it comes to like uh, looking at the television in the living room, that becomes your living room setup. Now, they announced other games that are also going to be available, uh, including games from publishers like Ubisoft, Square Enix, and Activision. You're going to have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which Google used to test its streaming prototype. Also, The Division 2, Doom, and all three of the Tomb Raiders. There's a much bigger list than that, which you can get into, but this should give you an idea of the caliber of games to expect to play on Stadia. It's uh, it's high-end stuff, Will. It's the high-end stuff they promised, and, and, and they're saying they're going to deliver here. Now, in terms of requirements, you got 10 megabit per second download and 1 megabit per second upload for the free version for a 1080p gaming. And then 35 megabit per second is uh, required, recommended, sorry, for the 4K gaming experience. So you got to have a connection, obviously, to engage with this. And you need a, a quicker one to deal with the pro, the pro tier. If you're going to spend 10 bucks a month, you probably want to game in 4K. Uh, I'm assuming you could toggle it back since it says up to. So maybe if you have the pro subscription, but you're you know you you change connections maybe you don't have top tier top speed all the time you can probably toggle that back and uh, and play at a lower resolution temporarily something like that so what's my take on it uh i'm pretty happy you know like i don't know this could have been a lot of things you are google at the end of the day you are google so you can kind of do whatever you want you can reach into your pocket you can give this thing away I don't know how profitable. It might be one of these situations where they're trimming their own margin in exchange for acquiring a customer base. Similar to like people talk about how YouTube lost money forever, but now it's making money. So you get people on board, you bring them into the fray, you let them engage with the product, and then you cash the check at a later date. And you say, hey, you know, the, or or you, you entice them to eventually pay through what you're able to deliver through the more premium, the more premium stuff. Of course, Google is such a tough read in the space because they're so diversified in their product offering. 
They, they got YouTube. They got Gmail. They're showing me ads. They got Stadia now. You know, they got hardware now. Who is Google? You know, hmm. who knows? Who's Google these days? What's the identity? But when it comes to a service like this, it's hard to imagine who else could do it. Who's got the data centers? Who's got the experience? Who's got the reach, the footprint that Google does to go out and do something like this? Who can shake hands on the business deals with the game developers? Who's big enough? It's got to be someone like them. Maybe Microsoft. Maybe Sony. It's a handful of companies. And this is Google's play. And it's an interesting one. Uh, it's kind of a similar take to the original one, which is we got to wait and see how this thing flows. You got to boot this up and say, man, is it? Is it as seamless as they promised? Do I just pick up a game and play right away? Is there really no download? Is it 4K? Is it smooth? Is it all happening? 60 FPS? Is the controller good? Like, of course, there's more for us to figure out. But both you and I, Will, yesterday, assumed it was going to be more money than this. Mm -hmm. Now, we didn't know the exact model. We didn't know how the subscription would work and what the free tier games would look like to play. But I have to say... From my perspective, this is better than I expected. From my perspective. You can speak to yours. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought it was going to be like 30 bucks a month, which is almost half a game. Um, but it really depends on the stability of the servers mm -hmm. and the game titles. Yeah. And they, they really rocked, like knocked it out of the park with um, Boulder's Gate and Division 2. Um, There's a lot of Destiny games for you 2. to try out. There's a lot of games to play. Yeah, and like some smaller titles too. So there's like a variety of games. Um, I think it's pretty exciting. It's an interesting mindset, right? Like this is where what I like about it. You know, you know, I'm a busy guy. Will are you? I'm a busy cooking guy. steaks. I got to get out on the barbecue most yeah. nights, and uh, it's going to be a steak. Sometimes I had hamburgers last night as well, yeah. and I was trying out the grass fed, and I was a bit worried about it. In fact, because I was like. You know, maybe it's not as much flavor. Mm. It was fine. You can do it, ladies and gentlemen. You can do it if you want. So I'm a busy guy. And you know, in the old days, Will, you would, when I had more time on my hands, when I was a youngster, for example, I can go back to an era in which I could rent video games. That's crazy. That's a crazy thought. Because, of course, that doesn't happen anymore. And I would go to the store. I would have the game for a bit. I'd try it out. I'd return it. And then maybe I'd rent something else. It was very exciting. Did the same thing with movies, of course. Netflix came along, changed that entire thing. Lowering YouTube the same. Lowering the friction between, you know, testing something out or not. Making it easier and more accessible to do so. This gives me a similar... When, once you are busy, there's a low commitment level to content. It's like, man, it's got to be easy. I find myself, for example, watching more YouTube. I'm not going to the movie theater. It's a lot of pieces. Same with a game. It's like I got to buy it, download it. It's a whole thing. There's a commitment level to it. A lot of times I've done it in the past recently. I don't get around to playing the thing or I just didn't like it that much after I got it. Something like this. Just the idea of a delivery method that's updating frequently. The idea of a delivery method, which is like, hey, here's what we have this month. Give it a shot. Feels so much more casual. Feels like, you know, I could pick up a game and no pressure. Mm -hmm. I'm not invested. 
the commitment level's low. I'm paying the $9.99 anyway. It's kind of how I engage with Netflix. Netflix gets $15 from me. Do I get $15 of value all the time? I don't know. Probably not. There's probably months that go by where I don't really watch very much of it. But I like to know that I have it. I pop it open. There's something new if I'm looking for it. Low friction. I don't really have to think about it. Low commitment. And it's happened in all the other spheres of content. It happened in online video. It happened in Hollywood video through uh, Netflix and other places you can get that now. It happened in music in places like Spotify. So I think eventually after this all plays out and the technical stuff gets figured out, it's a good thing for gaming to make gaming more approachable, more everyday, lower commitment level, so that the difference between just popping on another YouTube video or trying out a game is similar from a friction perspective. I'm excited about that. And I think that's what the free tier is all about. We'll see how they figure it out. I don't really understand it because it says additional free games released regularly. No, on the, on the free tiers. I don't know how they're going to figure that one out. But I think the more accessible that they can make this thing, the more compelling, the more interesting the more disruptive mm -hmm. that's my take on that one all right next up you know we got to talk about huawei well because it's like we're the official reporters on huawei we bring the stories to the people did you know that no that's what we yeah that's right that's right that's news to me no that's what we do we okay. bring the stories to the people because there's not a lot of people talking about it you know, maybe traditional media is covering it a lot. Uh, of course, there's the political side of it. That's getting covered a lot. But from the tech point of view, it's not, it's not maybe getting as much exposure elsewhere. So you look at the view counts on our videos when we talk about Huawei. And, wh and what do you see? You see interest. That says one of two things. I mean, obviously, it's a big deal. But it also means we've become kind of a place where you can find that conversation. We're not shying away from it. That's how I should put that. But anyway, uh, some new developments in the, in the Huawei situation. Uh, apparently, they signed a deal with Russia to develop 5G network. Uh, the leader, the leader of China was over there meeting with Putin, shaking hands, talking about 2019, 2020, fifth generation networks. Uh, apparently, Huawei's Chairman said he was very happy with the agreement in an area of strategic importance like 5G. And at a Moscow meeting between Putin and Xi, the Chinese leader called his Russian counterpart his close friend. So this is, uh, you know, geopolitical. Well, shake hands, get the photo up. Fine. You, uh, you want a trade war? I'm going to go shake hands. I'm going to go be in Russia for a minute. You see how that goes? I'm going to go shake some hands over here. I'll find somebody to shake my hand. You see how that goes? It's like a strong arm play. So Russia and the U.S., you know what's going on with their relationship, meddling, all the rest of it. I mean, I'm not suggesting that's the case, but I'm just saying that's the, uh, the stuff that gets reported. Beef on the Ukraine front. They got their own stuff going on. So the, the, little, the allegiances, alliances, and whatnot, they're happening and Huawei, right in the middle of it, because they don't really even have a choice at this point, if you think about it. What are you going to do? You're going to sit there. You're going to sit and wait. You're going to hope. What are you going to do? Cross your fingers? 
No. So you got to have a game plan. Looks like Russia and Putin is part of that game plan. And who would have thought? I mean, that Russia might have 5G, might have a nice little 5G system going on before elsewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> free, Huawei freed up a lot of their, they, they got a lot of time on their hand. Right? Everyone else canceled on them. Or at least a lot of, a number of carries cancel on them. They're like, we got lots of gear. Russia, we'll give you a deal. Get people online. 5G. Google Stadia. Streaming games. Assassin's Creed in Russia. You didn't, know, you didn't think about it. That's the game plan. Google's in on this. Conspiracy theory. It's all Google. All day. Of course, that's not the case. I'm just joking around. But nonetheless, 5G in Russia, it's happening. Huawei will be responsible. And she... Is that how you say his name? She? Z? X-I. How do you say that, Will? I think it's Xi. Xi. Yeah. Jinping and Vladimir Putin photographed together. They're buds for now. Uh, But also on that same front, there are reports emerging that smartphone shipment forecasts are down for Huawei, uh, apparently being cut somewhere between 20 and 30%. This is one of those stories where it's like sources familiar with the matter. It's like sources close to Huawei suggest. You know how those go? Hmm. So who knows if you should believe it or buy it or whatever, but it's reported by the Nikkei Asian Review, and they cited a source familiar with Huawei smartphone orders. Apparently, the company has reduced or canceled orders to major suppliers for components that go into their smartphones, according to the report. And some of those supply chain reductions included cuts to orders of as much as 30%. I don't know. I'm not surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I think people will, will, will dispute this as they do. Human beings, different points of view, different information, different intel. Uh, we had that story emerge recently regarding Foxconn. You know, People saying, oh, Foxconn is uh, shutting down some of their lines for different Huawei models and then Huawei came out and they're like, no way, it's not happening, as you would do if you were Huawei. Uh, Now, this one, apparently citing different sources, different unnamed sources once again, but at least from a different publication, corroborating the original story. 20 to 30% reduction. It's got to happen at some point. You can't have these stories out there, Will, without consequence. People got to be worried. They got to change their behaviors. They can't be lining up for this stuff right now with these stories. You know? Yeah. Too risky. Too risky. And then they got to read about, then they got to look at the pictures, and then they got to look at Russia and this and that, and they got to wonder. And they're uneasy. The global markets, the economics, Will. It's another thing we do on this show. Economic breakdown. Wall Street. It's a big part of it. It's not a big part of the show. (laughs) But it's, you know, we're in it now. Yeah. Kind of almost uh, unintentionally. The Mm -hmm. tech world... The finance world, the politics, Politics, it's all, it's like some some sort of uh, strange brew. We're bridging the gap. We're bridging the gap. So, uh, what can I say? I don't blame you. If you're worried about potentially picking up a Huawei device, I don't blame you. And I wouldn't be surprised if their uh, forecasting has taken a hit. I won't be surprised if those orders are down 20, 30%. Uh, I think they got to do something. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, it, it looks to be having an actual tangible effect, impact at this point, and I don't expect that to stop anytime soon. On a brighter note, 
Xiaomi explains more about how its under-screen camera actually works. So we talked about this recently, this uh, futuristic approach going on here to the, uh, the front-facing camera. We had these notches going on forever. These ugly notches. Everyone, uh, it's a big topic of conversation. Of course, they're gone now. It's over. We don't have to talk about it anymore. It's over. They hit it beneath the screen. The future is now. Uh, no hole punch, no notch. And the way the guy discusses it in this article, he's like, ah, we just put it under there. You know, a little bit of glass. Should have done it a long time ago. Uh, he's very casual in the discussion here. So apparently uh, this implementation... The camera's embedded in the top of the device as usual, but instead of putting a border around it, a notch, or cutting a hole in the screen, a hole punch display, the camera is covered with a special low reflective glass with high transmittance. Xiaomi says the setup allows the area of the display to become transparent to take pictures, and the transparent display then cleverly doubles as the camera lens. So the display itself is also acting as the lens. Now, there were some slides that Xiaomi shared to, uh, to better describe how this process takes place. And that was on one of their executives' official accounts. And th this is the interesting part right here. They say that the quality is going to be even better because this implementation allows them to fit a larger sensor underneath the front-facing camera. How about that, Will? Because you know cool. that was the fear. That, oh, we're going to hide it underneath the display, but then it's going to be garbage. It's going to be, I don't know, blurry or uh, less sharp or lower resolution or something like this. Apparently not the case. Not according to this guy. Mm. We're going to make you look good, Will, on a front-facing camera. Make Finally. you look like a male model. I need all the help I can get. I disagree. What do you think, Jack? Male model or what? Yeah, he's a good-looking guy far as i'm concerned if you say otherwise take it up with kirk it's cool that they actually you know talk about the technology up front you know and see how it works it's a lot of transparency in a way willie do ladies and gentlemen coming of age i made graduation uh pomp and circumstance you know the song pomp can you play that song pomp and circumstance please we're going to get kicked off of YouTube. Are we? No, play it. Give us a little bit. I think it's like copyright free or something. Pomp and what? Circumstance. Is that the one? Jack, back me up here. You went to college, didn't you? When you graduate, they play, everybody plays this song. Yeah! Willie do, ladies and gentlemen. Coming of age. Graduation. What did you say, by the way? Okay, you could kill the song. What did you say that was so good? You said you got to appreciate the transparency. Jack, you never there saw you him go. pull something like that before. This guy, you never know what he's going to do. You don't know where he's going. You don't know what he's up to. But he's obviously doing something right. Something. So he pulled the transparency pun. And I agree with you on another note. On the main note, I agree with you. Because we said the same thing two days ago or whenever it was when they put these tweets out there. We were like, yeah, forget the keynote and the suit, the guy in the suit and the PowerPoint. Just put it out, man. Just put it out. Like, act like, be normal, be cool. 
so they put the feature out there, showed the demo of the camera working below the display, in the display, hidden. And people retweeted, they talked about it, and, you know, the internet did what the internet does. And then this is a, a layer deeper. This is even greater transparency. This is like, oh, here's how we made it work. Cool. It's not even out yet. It's a product that's not even out yet. And they're telling us how they made it work. Like, this is a very futuristic mentality. That, that you're going to announce things sort of gradually as you're developing them. You know this is meaningful to a tech enthusiast audience. They're interested. You know, they're like, oh, wow, uh, I'm excited now. And, and you can start to build the hype based on real evidence, not on these wacky kind of garbage leaks. You know, as the brand, you can get out in front of it. It's very cool. So, I mean, obviously, we're going to have to wait and see if this camera is as good as they say. They say it's going to outperform your typical front-facing camera because they can fit a bigger sensor. We'll see. You know, at the end of the day, you still work for Xiaomi, Mr. Wang Zhang. So, don't, uh, let's not pretend. You got to say what you said. But we're going to get it in here. We're going to get it in the studio. Yep. And we're going to figure out if it's the real deal. And I hope so. By the way, I'm rooting. I'm rooting tooting. I got Kirk with that one. I'm rooting for it because I love this type of thing, man. You just, you change the game. This stuff is hard, Will. These type of developments are hard. I got to root for it. I, the status quo is no fun. You know, what do we do every day if everything stays the same? How do we come in here? What do we talk about? Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, we're hurting for content if that's the case. So I'm not going down that road. I'm going to applaud this thing right here. I hope the camera works as they say once we get it in our hands. But until then, well done. Congrats to Xiaomi. That's all I can say about it. Mm. I'm into it. All right, next up, I'm going to send another congrats out to Mr. Elon Musk because apparently they're selling Teslas. Apparently, uh, Tesla's doing okay. Like, at least when it comes to demand. Tesla sales reach new high, offering bonuses to deliver this month. Leaked info. This is on Electrek. It's an electric car website. It's kind of a hot one. 538 comments. It's a hot website. And we got leaked, we got leaked info, which is always salacious. You know that word, Will? It's my favorite word. You like that word? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, apparently Elon gets in there. They have a whole uh, meeting. They have a phone call. Maybe they have an email thread. And they say, look, we're trying to break some records this quarter. We're trying to show the world that we're the real deal. And so you come, come along and incentivize different departments within the company particularly the uh, people in the sales area as well as the delivery area. We've, uh, I mean, this, is, this has obviously been covered. Tesla's been having some struggles with actually delivering the vehicles they're selling. Uh, that seems to be the bottleneck. Although there's been a lot of speculation, they've been affected, impacted by speculation, and there has been a lot of speculation that there's numerous reasons for them having difficulty, uh, overspending, blah, blah, blah mismanagement people make all kinds of claims there are definitely people rooting for tesla to fail 
But to be clear, there's people rooting for them to not fail as well, to succeed. So anyhow, what they did is they promised $1,200. This is a leaked, leaked info, just to be clear. But they offered $1,200 bonus for every sales employee and a $550 bonus to every delivery employee. And they can double those bonuses if they achieve 36,000 deliveries instead of 33,000. So 33,000 is the first threshold they're looking for. And then an increase in bonuses for those groups of individuals if they hit 36,000 deliveries. So apparently Tesla has already delivered 2,512 cars in June in North America. And apparently there are many more planned thanks to sales numbers being at the highest they have ever been. That's in quotations, leaked. Who knows? Speculative, so forth. The source said that Tesla has almost 10,000 more deliveries scheduled and about 6,000 orders matched to VINs, but without a delivery scheduled. So as you can see, bit of a bottleneck there. You got 6,000 orders. They got a VIN number, but the delivery's not scheduled yet. So they need to get that whole flow moving well. Making cars is hard. Making futuristic self-driving electric cars also hard. So uh, anyhow, this is, I suppose this is good news. This is good news for Tesla fans. It's good news for people who are rooting for Tesla to succeed. It showcases demand that, that maybe their problems are not uh, insurmountable. Maybe it's not that people, I always sort of felt that people wanted the product. The product was good. We had the product in studio. I said this in a past video. We, uh, we did a video on the on the Model Three, and I thought, man, this is a this is a fun ride. What'd you think about it, Will? Yeah, it, it was really uh, it was great. The Model Three performance. Edition. Well, we had the nice one. We did have the nice one. That that's true. So it was a bit more expensive. Yeah, it's. Uh, you drove really it, didn't speedy. you? Yeah, I was the second guy to drive it in Canada. It was the first performance model in Canada, and you were the third. <laughs> so good for you. This is where he plays that song from before. Can you play that song real quick? Okay. Get it, I don't get, have it. get us back to that song, Will, because we got to celebrate what you just said. No, it's not too long, Jack. It's get back to that song. There you go. Okay. Willie Do, this is your new theme song, ladies and gentlemen. This is when he enters the fold. This is uh, his entrance music. You can kill it. The previous quarter, uh, quota, uh, 33,000, right? Yeah, the aim was 33,000. They had the bonuses for 36. But I think either of those numbers would be a record for any quarter. Yeah, no, they're within reach of a new record quarter for deliveries. So... I believe that record would be 33, 30, or is it the bigger number? 36. Let's see here. Anyhow, either way, either way, Jack, you're asking the hard-hitting questions over there. You know, you're having too much fun on that couch over there. You got uh, Casper. What's he even doing right now? Yeah, exactly. So what does that tell you? Anyway. Uh, you might have been worried about Tesla. I'm not. I'm actually not worried about them. I don't think so. I think they've done the hard part. I, it's all hard. It's all hard. I promise. Trust me. It's all hard. 
But I think they've done the hard part. And now I feel like they can figure this out. I guess I'm just, I, I guess I'm projecting here. I'm just, this is just my own intuition. But they've got this product and they've delivered some of them. And my exposure, although, although limited, has been good. Now they just got to figure out how to deliver these things and how to match these VIN numbers to deliveries. Maybe incentivizing the staff is just what they need to do. You know, give them uh, an extra twelve hundred bucks, five fifty, and that's what happens if they hit thirty three thousand, and then those numbers get doubled if they hit thirty six. So maybe that's just all they need—a little extra motivation to deliver these Teslas. And let's—I don't—I just don't want to root against them because I feel like what Tesla has done and what it represents—it's like. If you try to think of an industry that's difficult to disrupt, the automotive industry, you're going to make a car. Will you come in tomorrow to the office, starting a car company, or make an electric car, <laughs> and you play that song. Put all my savings in there. And you put your savings in, and you play that song that you just played earlier. Yeah, this is Willie Do tomorrow. Comes in. Lou, I quit. I'm starting an electric car company. My name is Willie Musk. <laughs> I'm going to give people a bunch of VIN numbers and I'll eventually give them a car. So send me your orders and I'll figure it out. All right, you can kill that one. I anyway. thought, uh, are you getting a Tesla? Would you get a yeah, Tesla? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I could get one. What, what should I, mean, I get? the Roadster. A Roadster, but that's going to take, that's still, that's still a long way, way off. Yeah. Well, you know Elon. Okay, fine. All right, Elon. Let's figure it out. Yeah, there you go. I'm looking for I'm looking for a bonus of $550 if yeah. I buy a Roadster. Do we have a deal? Let me know. Anyway, uh Note 10 Galaxy Note 10 news. There's a render that came out. I'm reading this on Android Police and apparently it's close to the eventual product. It's from OnLeaks. This dude's usually pretty good. So shout out to OnLeaks. It's a CAD-based render of the Note 10. It looks very modern. It looks like a block. It looks kind of cool. Of course, we've seen this, this render before. The pinhole camera in the center of the screen, unlike the hole punch on the S10, S10 Plus. But what's interesting to me here, that apparently on the CAD, there's no sight of the Bixby button. Is Samsung ready to bail on the Bixby button? I don't know if they are because they've been holding on to this thing for long enough. But I, I think it would be a pleasant surprise to me if they just give up on that button, man. I'm sick of that button. I'm sick of it. And, and yeah, you mapped it, this and that. Let's just get rid of it. Let's stop pretending. You know, unless you're going to give me a button that's just completely configurable out of the gate, you're just like, hey, map this button to anything, and you almost encourage me to do it. I just don't want that button there in its current formula because... People tell me, oh, you can get this third-party app to do this and that, or you can go into the Bixby settings. I just, I don't even want to see it in the setup screen. I don't even want to see it in the screen where I click skip. I don't use it. Stop forcing it on me. You know there's Bixby fans out there. There's people that are like, yeah, but with Bixby, I can, t I can get my phone to do system-level stuff, which Assistant can't do because it's an integrated. So I could be like, hey, Bixby, turn on the flashlight or whatever. I'm like that. Look, the promise, fantastic. The idea, like if it, if it could really work, sure. But I used it all and I never reached for it and it never happens and it's just not going to happen for me. So that's my vote.
And I'm entitled to a vote. I hope. So are you. So is everyone. So the Bixby button, absent on this particular render, meaning there's a chance if uh, this is to be believed. And of course, like I said previously, this on leaks guy has a good track record. Maybe the Bix the end of the Bixby button is near. If you look at the back of the device, it's a triple camera layout similar to, well, I mean, everything's triple camera now in the flagship territory. So it looks like a P30 Pro, something along those lines. Uh, hardly any bezel on there at all. And then something some people may be upset about, no headphone jack represented either on there. And Samsung, they've resisted the extinction of the headphone jack and they've gotten, they've gotten a lot of props for it. But maybe they're putting it to bed as well. Maybe it's not only the Bixby button that gets buried here, but the headphone jack as well. Because if Samsung gives up on it, man, I say that's a wrap. That's a wrap on the headphone jack far as i can tell so anyhow that's uh that's a quick little look at the potential note 10 i think it'll be i think it'll be a satisfactory device mm. remember the previous version was the most satisfying device in america on the last episode mm -hmm. uh people just like the note series they're just big fans of the note series so anyway what about you is the note you don't care about the note no i've never used the note you don't care about the note I'll give it a shot. No, you don't even like a big phone, Will. You got the Pixel small version. Yeah. Why? Explain <laughs> it. Explain it's, yourself. Uh, it's more for usability. I don't really consume media on my phone. So it's pretty much, you know, for chatting and not consuming media. What kind of stuff are you chatting about, Will? You don't want to know. Jeez. You don't want to know. I took a turn turn for the worse these headphones over here i talked about them uh previously did a video on them it is the wh1000 xm3 this is my current noise canceling uh uh headphone of choice from sony it beats the previous generation bose i tested them out i did a video i did a versus video and these came out on top in my opinion i used them i like them charge over usb type c they charge quickly uh you can cancel the noise canceling so you can have ambient sound you can engage the microphones to hear your surroundings i'm just a fan of these okay lots of features very cool uh i talked in a recent video as well about bose's new product the wireless 700 they're called they're going to replace the qc stuff 35 that was so popular in noise canceling and i think because of this there's a reduction in price on this uh, this is down 52 bucks at Amazon. It's down to $298. It's still very expensive, I understand, but a lot of people agree in the tech community. Many have made videos, for example, my, myself included, uh, picking this as sort of the ultimate noise-canceling headphone. For most people, travel headphone, it folds flat, very comfortable, lightweight, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, it going on sale at all, it's not like it has to, but it's probably a reaction to the new version of the Bose headphones, noise-canceling headphones 700. They will be $400, and they're coming out June 30th. They're on pre-order right now, so maybe Sony's trying to get ahead of that a little bit and just say, hey, that's fine. You got a new product. Your product looks, your product looks pretty cool. We're going to cut the price on ours in advance, and everybody who goes reads about yours that doesn't want to wait for it, maybe they'll take a shot at ours. So it's just worth noting this is $52 off at Amazon right now, bringing it down to $298. Uh, it comes in black as well, so you don't have to get this color if you're not into it. You can get the black version. It has an assistant built into it. It has touch controls. It has NFC for pairing. I mean, what more can I say? I'm a fan of it, and it's on sale right now, so it's, it's worth mentioning. 
All right, last story for me, Will. Um, on a science environmental front, we like to throw something in there, uh, cover a wider breadth of information. Breadth. Breadth. You ever try to say that word? It's very uncomfortable. Breadth. Breadth. Ugh. Anyway, uh, microplastics have invaded the deep ocean and the food chain. You know, the plastic thing. You see the commercial soda stream. You're ruining the planet. What's with your plastic bottles and so forth? Well, I mean, the truth is everything is plastic. All this stuff we make is plastic, like a lot of it. And it doesn't go anywhere, even if, uh, if we assumed that it did. And the thing that's getting all the press or has gotten the majority of the press are these giant islands of plastic in the ocean. Like the bottles just kind of piled up and creating these enormous masses floating through. But apparently, there's more to the story. In fact, there's way more plastic in small, tiny little particles deep in the ocean as opposed to on the surface. Kind of makes sense. Eventually, it's going to end up down there in fragments. And then what happens is these little creatures that live at the bottom of the ocean. I don't know if you can find them. Yeah, go, go scroll down. You'll see this really friendly looking creature. There he is. Look at that guy. That's, uh, you could have that as a pet, Will. Forget about Otis. You could cuddle with that. I don't think you want to. It's called a lancet fish. And this guy's eating up the plastic. And then something else eats him. And then you eat something else, Will. So you're made of plastic. All right? You didn't know that. Uh, so it's obviously not good. What are we going to do? We're human beings. Everything we do, there's a reaction to it. Everything we do, we're like, oh, we got this great thing. It's like, oh, yeah, well, here's the bad thing that goes with that. We got this great, this is amazing. This ice cream cone, this milkshake tastes delicious. It's like, yeah, well, you're, you're, you're going to have a heart attack now. You're fat from the milkshake. Yeah. So let's not pretend that there's, there's no, nothing. It's always a balancing act. And this is another example of it. What are we going to do? Well, I guess we got to cut back. I guess we got to, I mean, we got to chill out a little bit. It ends up back in our system in some way or another. Eventually, it gets back to you. So what can you do? I don't know. Buy a soda stream. There, that was a commercial. You didn't know it until now. What's, how does the commercial go? Trying to save the planet. You know? That's the jingle? I don't know. I don't know. Everyone wants to save the planet. That's the thing. Yeah. It's not feasible, all right? You're not saving anything. You buy this bottle, that bottle, I apologize. That's going to hurt people's feelings. I apologize. There have been some cool stuff. I was at Booster Juice the other day. They have a straw. Okay, so some of these companies went with a straw that's paper. Oh! Jack, did you get a paper straw yet? And, and you want to die, right? It's the worst. Soggy? On your lips? The cardboard? No, a real paper straw, Jack. Yeah, but I don't really Oh, Mr. White Knight over here. <laughs> Look, the point is we're better than that as human beings. Because at Booster Juice, they have a plastic-like straw, which isn't made of plastic. It's biodegradable, and it lasts two weeks. It, in two weeks, or maybe it's two months. I don't remember. But it feels like a regular straw. So human ingenuity... It's so much fun. There it is, compostable. You can throw it in a compost, but it's like, so everybody should switch now. I'm sick of it. Let's go. Let's go to this straw. So that's what humans do. We, can, we, we create problems, and then we try to find solutions. It's what we've been doing since day one. You can't stop it. And I think it's fantastic.
I mean, I don't think the fish, this fish, his diet is not fantastic. But like, his diet spurs this. And that's just what humans do. We impact. We make an impact. You can't stop it. Let's not pretend it's not going to happen. Let's not pretend we're not going to drink liquid. Like, we're, let's not pretend we're not going to want things. Let's not pretend we're not going to pick convenience because we're going to do all those things. So get to the drawing board. If Booster Juice can do it, they're not the biggest corporation in the world, then people can do it. Starbucks doing it too, actually. Look at this lid they engineered. You see this lid they got now? Some people hate this lid, by the way. I don't know if you have any experience with this lid. Every time. The lid shocks you for some weird reason. Uh, but like beyond that, I don't mind the lid. Beyond the initial shock, I, I, I actually kind of like drink, drinking out of this lid compared to a straw. I don't know. It, I see people get mad at the Starbucks, though. They're like, can I have a... Can I, can I have a straw? Gotta put this in my car. It's gonna spill. Dude. That's how people at Starbucks talk. I don't know if you knew that. Go check it out. You'll see. You'll find someone. Anyway, I, don't, I can live with that lid, but Booster Juice really figured it out. So Starbucks, get on the phone. Hire the executive at Booster Juice. I don't know if it's real or not, this compostable straw, but I'm telling you, it feels... it. it, it it operates like a regular straw. It seems like any other straw, and it's compostable. So shout out to Booster Juice. This they're saving this guy, this ugly fish, and then consequence, consequence, consequently, you will. A and W has that too. The, what's that? The the paper straw. Who? A and W. A and W has a paper straw. Yep. See, no, I'm not with the paper straw. The paper straw is not a solution. It's a worse product. Human beings are still going to pick the better. You know, I read the thing, this thing about like reusable bags. I was telling Kirk about this like a while back. How, how in a lot of cases they create more problems because these bags take much longer to break down and people buy them thinking they're going to use them a lot. And then they just end up with a closet full of these bags that end up in the landfill. The like uh, re reusable sh uh, shopping bag compared to the plastic one. So it's like, I don't know, human beings, they just pick convenience every time. So it's like, we need innovation in line with convenience. That's the ultimate type of innovation, when it can do both. Watch, we're going to find out the booster juice straw is bogus. They just said, you know, it's just a plastic straw. No one follows up. There's no lab studies. Yeah. I'm going to stick one in the compost, Will. Then we'll know for sure. Uh. So anyway, that's it for me today. You got anything you want to talk about, Will? <clears throat> Um, a minor segue. Speaking of convenience, by the way, um, you know this TV's not turned on right now, so I can't. I got to look over there. So don't ask me to. Read oh. that <laughs> okay, so Amazon um, reveals its new Prime Air delivery drone. Ooh, Have you heard about this? Robots. So it kind of looks. I don't know. Kind of looks like a drone, and I guess, but it's a weird shape. Um. Yeah, and it is it's weird. supposed to carry like smaller packages to your place. Man, they're not giving up on this drone thing. Yeah. They're doubling down. Yeah. Bezos, he's going to space. He's getting jacked. He is pretty muscular. He's getting muscular. He gave his ex wife $10 billion, maybe more. I don't know. Is it like $50 billion? I don't know what it was. Something like that. She's going to. 
Apparently, she's giving it all away, by the way. Really? She claims she's going to give away every penny of that Amazon money. Charity. She didn't even want it. Oh. I mean, I'm sure people, I'm sure she's going to get wined and dined, though. <laughs> it's not easy to give away billions of dollars without getting wined and dined. No. You can't co-wine and dine, you see? Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, so get um, back to the drone, Will. I apologize. It's uh, able to fly for 30 minutes, carry five-pound packages, and it's meant to deliver um, at a really fast rate. Like, once you order it, it can sort of be like a one-hour turnaround time or something. You know what? This is, uh, this is scary, but this is cool. Like, this is just cool. Can you imagine? Like... How efficient thing could, things could be, how quickly you could get things. I mean, I guess delivery men, men aren't too happy, wouldn't be too happy about it. But, like, this guy just dropped something off at your house? It's so futuristic. It's a bit dangerous, though, don't you think? Like, having these drones fly around the city? Is. Dude, all, every, all, to shoot them down? all advancement is dangerous on some level. These things going to be bumping into each other. Like, it, it is interesting that they say it's not simulated. But the video they're showing off, this drone is in, like, a farmer's field where no one's ordering <laughs> yeah. anything. Like, where is he right now, you know? This is the only place they could get clearance for him to fly. Why am I calling it him? He does have a little personality, though, doesn't he? I don't know if it has a name. Does it have a name? I don't think so. Delivery drone. Amazon Prime's new del delivery drone. No. It that would be too much personality. Um... Yeah, what kind of environments could he work in? I mean, you couldn't you couldn't have drones flying around New York City or downtown Toronto immediately. That would be super problematic. Probably more rural. Areas. Rural situations possibly. And then people got to treat the drones nice. You imagine all the mischief and vandalism and I I don't know. It's it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be instant, but if you look at automation elsewhere in the land of self-driving everybody's ordering food now at their houses i mean those are humans driving the food but people people love convenience it's a topic we keep coming back to if if this can improve the an end user's experience they'll do it and they won't care if a, if a person can get a package faster with less friction the sky is underutilized well let me just tell you Science fiction, when we were kids, the sky was, it was all about the sky. You ever see Blade Runner? Will, Star Wars? The sky is full in all that stuff. Full of, you know, things moving around. Humans, other aliens, items, objects, vehicles, everybody's moving around, utilizing that volume. The ground is crowded. It's gross. Dirty. The sky? It's a good time. And we didn't get that promise yet. It's definitely not flying cars. That ain't it. Because mm. don't lie, Will. You expected when you were a kid? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. So we're, we're lagging behind on the sky, and I got to appreciate Bezos saying, you know what? It's time. Mm -hmm. We got to go to the sky. He's going to space. He's going to the sky. 
and he's getting jacked. He's staying jacked. He's already jacked. Forever jacked. Forever jacked. He's on that. He's on those next level supplements. Yeah. He's on that youthful stuff. Booster juice. He's on the. He's on the compostable straws. Yeah. So, it's cool. You got any questions for us today, Will? Oh. Hello, fellas. Hey, fellas. Love the content. My question is, if you could have only one superpower, what would it be? Limit it to one only, please. Very specific. He's trying to keep us on the rails. He doesn't realize there's no rails here. I'll stay on the rails just for you, Brandon. Would you be a superhero, supervillain, or just kind of low-key? What does low-key mean? Like, neither? Like the dude in Watchmen, who we were talking about the other day, the blue guy, who's naked all the time? He's not low key. He's not low key, but he's not bad and he's not good. He doesn't even know what he's doing. Like he's like, I don't know. You you humans with all your problems. He's like, get out of my face. Uh well, I'm gonna be a hero, obviously. And uh I man, I'm trying to help out. I try to do something useful. And my superpower is gonna be um I'm gonna keep it simple, man. I, you know, I'm not trying to fly. I don't even like these superheroes that have the crazy powers like can you even watch superman it's too much he's throwing he, he's, he's throwing the planet around <laughs> he spins the planet he's spinning the to planet turn back time i Get can't it right, man. like what are we doing it's too much i can't go that far it's gratuitous i'm not into into that like that's just i like the so maybe i am low-key that i want a hero that can integrate I want a hero that can do the work without the fanfare. So here's what I'm going to take. Mind reading. What is that? Telepathy? Is that what that's called? Mind reading? That's all I want. That's it, man. I don't even need to move things around like Magneto or whatever. If I can know exactly what everyone's thinking, I feel like I can have a, a positive influence. I can alter outcomes. I know it's boring. I apologize. But I'm going low-key. My superhero movie, Will, it's sort of more like espionage. It's less... Jack! Yeah, it's a bit perverted, man. Oh. <laughs> you got you to be able true. to turn it off. You got to be able to turn it off. No, that defeats the purpose. You can't yeah, there have has a to green be a light. signal. Jack's saying that it's, a, that, that it's creepy. You can't have any real relationships like that because you know what everyone's thinking. I think I can handle it, Jack. I'm for... It's other people. It's not you. No, other people aren't going to know. No one else knows. No! That's it. I can handle it. I can handle... What, what do you think you can think about me that I can't handle? I can handle anything. What do you think? Oh, oh you're going to be sitting there like, oh, screw this guy. This guy's such a, I hate this guy. Okay, cool. I'm going to go cry in the corner now. This guy's head smells. Yeah, you think I can't handle that? Come on now. No, it's just like these inner thoughts. That yeah, have. yeah, fine. Everybody has them. This is a problem. But people imagine. think thoughts, people think their thoughts are them. It's not you. Anyone can have any thought. But imagine hearing everyone's deepest, darkest So I got, you got to be time. able to tune in is all what I'm saying. In my version of it, you can tune it in. You can turn it off. You can, you can use it when you need to, and you can get rid of it when you're trying to relax. 
You got to have both. It's not going to be on all the time. Or maybe part of it, part of the hero's journey would be to learn the discipline necessary to engage it and disengage it, to quiet the voices. Like in Batman, when he has all the feeds coming in, what is that, Dark Knight? He has every all the feeds, every camera, every uh, audio source, and he's got to tune it in to what matters. That's like life. That's the metaphor for life. You got to zero in. You got to zone in, Will. Anyway, I'm just saying my superhero movie looks different. It's more espionage under the radar. It's a bit darker. Creepy. And it's not the big, it's not like the big uh, Thanos uh, outfits. No! <laughs> I got no, I have no time. fancy outfit. It's nothing colorful. It's like a normal guy, a normal guy trying to make a difference. No, wrong. Hey, I didn't say spy, did I? I said espionage. Black Widow. Black Widow. Yes, though. Guys, this is totally possible. Let's not, now let's not act like this is so crazy, okay? This is possible to do it. It's just a grittier, more believable telepathy. It's a different type of superhero situation. Mm. Oh, you know what? I, I would like to fly. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just be Superman spinning the world around. Come on, man. What can people learn from that? See, that's my problem. Is like this, the idea of the superhero, you engage with the superhero, is like there's some reflection point. There's some relationship of like taking some inspiration from their struggle because as humans, you have a struggle. So this is why, what? You're going to tell me kryptonite in Superman's case? It's not enough. It's too perfect. He's got it all going on. So I'm sick of it. It's not relatable. And if it ain't relatable, it's just less useful. So whatever. You probably love Superman out there. So whatever. I don't care. Do your thing. But that's my thing. What's your thing, Will? Uh, I, I think know. it was addressed to... It says fellas. So you got to say yours. Oh, yeah. Let's see if yours is... Oh, yours is going to be so much better now. Huh? Is being smart like a superpower? Like being a genius? Yeah, who like uh, there, we, Tony we got Stark or something. Like that, yeah, yeah, I would probably be that. That's not that. That's kind of like, like mine. That's kind of cool. like mine. <laughs> I don't know. It's less perverted. <laughs> what is with you in a perverted element? There's no perverted. I don't know, man. There. Reading minds, it's uh, without their consent. It's weird, man. What do you mean? It's only in the situation that you're trying to solve a a pro like a. A crime or something like you're not out there just like oh i'm just gonna go read some casual so you'll you'll mind. be working closely with the police and the fbi and stuff interrogating people i guess i love interrogations there you go man when i used to watch first 48 god i'm like i just wanted a crack at it just let eh. me in you know hey you come in the room eh. look look listen listen Let's just, here's the thing. <laughs> no, I don't need time travel. I don't even want that. Nope. 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 All right, Will, what's next? What's your next question? <laughs> All right.
right, what's up, guys? I'm Matt from Italy, and since your last episode of the Lou Later Show ended with some pasta talk, I wanted to ask you, what do you think about Italy? P.S. As you may know, pizza here, it's dirt cheap, like five euros. Keep up the great work. So we got another one. What does Lou think about Italy and Italians? Uh, well, I am partially Italian, so it's kind of unfair. But somehow I've never been to Italy, so I can't speak on the country directly, but I know lots of transplanted Italians or once upon a time Italians here. I, pro I eat a ton of Italian food. I have Italian family members. I'm, I, like I said, I'm partially Italian myself. What I like about Italians, they're very passionate. Food is a big deal, as I've spoke about in the past. It's also a big deal to me. Family is a big deal. Loyalty is a big deal. It's a part of the culture there. Uh, Italy is the source of all my favorite gangster movies, obviously. Uh, it's uh, uh, the history. You want to talk? I always talk about history when people ask this question. Rome. Roman Empire, uh, influence on the world, language, religion. Wow, talk about the center of the world for a really long time. Uh, also, exploration, the new world. It's a lot going on. Uh, the country itself, not, not, I mean, by comparison to a place like Canada, not big, but rich in, in uh, culture, and within such a small area, geographic area, many different experiences to be had from what I've been told. So, uh, like, for example, a big range of experiences from Florence in the north to, uh, what, Sicily in the south, Rome in between the two. You see, I'm doing the little geography piece right now. Uh, what about Da Vinci? The arts. The uh, inventions, sewers, roads. I mean, I'm just listing things, Italian things, right? I guess pasta, pizza. Hey. <laughs> no, I mean, I love it. What can I say, man? If I'm looking for comfort food, if I'm trying to go back in my childhood, yes. I'm thinking Italian. You know, I have a Nona and a Nono. So uh, I would go to her place. My brother's around here somewhere in the studio. He'll he'll tell you the same thing. You the the smell of a sauce cooking for for a long time. It's like it's a warm blanket, man. A, a tomato sauce cooking with the meat in it. You have the it could be meatballs. It could be you could have other meat in there, uh, pork, and it's cooking all day. And you show up, and the red wine. I mean, come on, what are we doing here? It's an influence. It's a whole vibe. It's a whole thing. I'm not the only one who appreciates it. Everybody knows about it. It's, uh, I got love for it. That's the bottom line. It's had an impact on me. It's a part of me. So a lot of love, Will, for Italy. Yeah, shout out to Italy. Never been. I should go. I will go before I die. I will visit Italy. Check it out for myself on ground level, not from a distance. What do you got? We'll do one more question, Will. Top of the morning to ya. And bigosh and bigora. Oi, was just wondering, what do you think of Ireland? Oh, you're hitting me with two? <laughs> two in one. Oh, man. 
What do I think of Italy? What do I think of Ireland? Ireland. Uh, um, whiskey. Whiskey, obviously. Uh, uh, Conor McGregor. Right? Connor. Jack gives me a big nod for that one. Jack always claims to be Irish, but he's really not, though. I he's, thought you were Irish. He's just, like, barely. He's barely. No, he's barely Irish, but he's always very proud of it. Speaking of Conor McGregor, uh, maybe a fight with Justin Gaethje? I don't know. Is that Could Hope that so. happen? No, maybe not. Ireland. Uh, um, real hearty bunch. Real earth. What do they call that? Salt of the earth. I don't even really know what that means. I guess it just means like hard living. Uh, history. Toronto, the area that we're in, heavy Irish influence. I remember reading about the area of downtown Toronto, Cabbage Town. Originally, mostly populated by Irish immigrants. Uh, Irish people built a lot of what's around here. Not just in Toronto, but in the, of course, uh, the East Coast, the East part of North America, populated by, by plenty of Irish immigrants who built this place up, kind of like the Italians from the previous one. I've never been to Ireland. I've been to England a few times. I know Irish people probably don't care that I've been to England. That doesn't mean anything to them. I mean, I feel like it's closer. Got to give me something for that. Uh, potatoes. Shepherd's pie, haggis, that's Scottish. That's offensive, the fact that I said that. Uh, I, you know what? I haven't had a lot of exposure, really, to Irish people. I don't, like, properly Irish. Have you, Jack? Sinead O'Connor. Oh, okay. I haven't had exposure to her. I don't think so. Sinead O'Connor. Look, here's the thing. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of a small place. What's the population of Ireland? Give us a quick uh, six six million people, Jack. Is that right? Six and a half million people in Ireland. There's more people in Toronto in the GTA than in Ireland. That's crazy. That the amount of influence from such a small uh, group of people. That's pretty wild. So, anyhow, I can't. Uh, you know what? I'm uh, just like everywhere else I have love. I'm giving love. I'm sending love to Ireland, to Jack's ancestors. He's 1% Irish. Hey, man, you're yelling. He says, okay, Jack says he's, do you want to come in here? Is that what you, you want to give us a word or two on Ireland? Is there anything I should add? Okay, Jack's from Cork, Ireland, which he just he just looked he was looking at his phone, he just found a place and that's all it was. But no, what should what can you say about Irish people if you're actually Irish? Give us I don't it's like it's generations back. It's like three generations back. You're you're gonna you're giving us nothing. You're giving us nothing. I don't I don't have anything. Food? A food item? Well potatoes. Just potatoes. Okay, potatoes. that's what we did too. I mean, I'm sure there's a nicer. Can we, well, give us a. Let's say, let's do something nice here. Give us an Irish dish that we can actually, you know, Irish stew. That looks delicious. Irish breakfast. There's an Irish breakfast. I've had it. Type in Irish breakfast. Irish people are known for their 
Let me just, yes, they have a nice breakfast, Jack, with the sausages. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the baked beans. It's a good time. Okay, an Irish breakfast. So there you go. I got to bring, that's what people are asking, Jack. I got to bring, I, you know? And I love breakfast. So full Irish breakfast. That's what we're doing, boys, tomorrow morning. All right? You, 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 see, Jack, I'm more Irish than you. I at least know about this. I, and Irish whiskey, obviously. Yeah. So. Holy moly, what a time to be alive. Willie do, ladies and gentlemen. It's another episode, Pomp and Circumstance, Will's new intro music. The man is taking over the show. I don't know what to do with him. You know, I try to explain. It's not the way it works. He tells me to get out of the way. He says, look, it's all about me now. Ever since he made that one-liner, it's uh, all gone to his head, in fact. Which is fine, because... Uh, we're definitely getting copyright strike now. It's played long enough that we're dead. So, he doesn't care. You see that? He doesn't even care. He's letting it continue to play. So. I thought you were going to end off with that. Just well, maybe I should have. I don't fade know. Fade out. I mean, we're getting copyright strike regardless yeah. at this point. It's a Miguel Flores channel. He's not happy about it. Uh, Willie, Willie do coming of age. Uh, graduated today from high school. Uh, we, we, we covered a lot. We covered it all. We talked about it. It's Amazon drones. It's Jeff Bezos. It's Huawei news. It's Google Stadia. It's all happening. It's never slowing down. It's what we do. Human beings. We make things, invent them, buy them, use them, innovate, change. That's the rule. Progress is the rule. There's no way around it. There's going to be some negative side effects. There's going to be plastic at the bottom of the ocean. Then there's going to be booster juice that creates a straw that's biodegradable. So that's the story of the day. That's the, that's the way it's got to be done, Will. I don't know of a better way. We got to, we make the things and then we make the things to fix the things that we made. You know? All right. What that's do you want to uh... say? <laughs> What no, do you I got? think that's a good ending. Shall we went, end it off or? <laughs> oh, yo, oh, oh, you think you think you you're trying to cut you trying to cut me off the air right now? It's been a blast. We'll see you again.